0: Okay, well, actually, I have nothing to start the show this time. I couldn't think of anything funny. I couldn't think of, I just had writer's block or brain fart or whatever you want to call it. So, you know what? I'm just going to go back to Old Faithful. I'm just going to give the ladies what they want. Shirtless sure, Gary, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tuesday at 630. You know what that means. I'm just sit there the, the entire weekend or whatever, even today, all day long. I'm like, I have nothing to open the show with. What the hell am I supposed to do? <laughs> anyway, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast, powered by the Eastern Observer. This is episode 41. Um, I guess this is my episode, right? I guess that's what you know, 41 years old. I can't believe it. The gray hairs are coming in. Uh, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's things are just getting away from me, but. Uh, We are glad you are joining us wherever you are watching and or listening, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, or on replay on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all of the Eastern Observer platforms. Welcome again to the Central Wrestling Podcast. Joined us once again on the bottom part of our screen, as always, the first ever PWP champion, the living legend, John DeConney. John, how are things today?
1: not bad sir not bad yeah
0: how about yourself i'm doing all right glad this is two weeks in a row back in the chair for me i think i'm gonna be around next week finally getting back in the swing of things i think i'm suspended from the daily wrestling news show they keep on uh bumping me for interviews but but, uh, when ryan comes on i gotta tell him to make sure to tell his mother i know mama joy is very concerned about me mama (laughs) joy i am okay everything is good to go ryan has got better better bigger and better things for his show and i uh I'm, I'm, I'm treating him on, uh, cheering him on. Uh, on the top right part of the screen, a man who needs no introduction.
2: John Smith.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I actually heard that you're not doing the Daily Wrestling News show because you saw how good I've been doing at trivia, and you don't want to lose your, your crown.
0: That's it. I just, No, Ryan, I can't do it. I can't do it. Folks. Exactly. I'm, I'm running scared. I'm running scared. I can't catch you yeah. in, 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 in the NXT standings. i got I to gotta run away from yeah. trivia.
2: People people are talking. People are talking.
0: That's what I'm hearing. And speaking of people talking, what I see uh, King Kong bunny has got a friend right behind you, pal.
2: Oh yeah, Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for that.
0: Yeah, no problem. Yeah, my wife picked it up from Sideline Sports for you. So that was your Valentine for my wife. I don't know if I should be looking too deep into that or not. <laughs> um <last thing> she- <laughs> On today's show, uh, Rich Swan retained the Impact Championship at No Surrender, only to get jumped for his efforts. Uh, the Bullet Club with another statement win on Dynamite. Jeremy Heffy is back with, this, uh, with us to discuss the street fight from NXT UK last Thursday, along with the loaded card that is upcoming this this Thursday. It is absolutely incredible. I uh, love the NXT UK Ryan Joy from the Daily Wrestling News Show at MinutesToBellTime.com. He will join me uh, to discuss the upcoming, I guess they announced some Ring of Honor stuff. we got New Japan, MLW, I believe Loki's in a fight coming up. I'm all about that in MLW, so Ryan will be here to discuss that. I'm going to reveal number eight on my top 30 favorite WrestleMania matches, which means I believe we are nine days away. Actually, from what I remember from TakeOver on Sunday, it was 55. So we're like 53 days away from WrestleMania. So uh, now, uh, our countdown will hopefully conclude uh, when it comes down to the showcase of the Immortals in the beginning of April. Uh, make sure you stay tuned to the end of the show to hear the details on how to win the Jim Anvil Nine Art autograph picture, courtesy of Sideline Sports and WWE memorabilia. This week's picks uh, for the upcoming shows are presented. Uh, you see the graphics and statistics presented by MinutesToBelletime.com. And as always, sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'Em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. Uh, We're going to main event our show with those picks. We're going to be picking the Elimination Chamber uh, this Sunday, uh, the annual event in WWE that is on the road to WrestleMania. We're not in the fast lane yet. We're just still on. Still on the road, still in the medium lane, I guess. Uh, but this is one of the big events that sets us up for WrestleMania, so I'm excited. Uh, but we're gonna curtain Jerk the show um, Sunday night at Vengeance. Uh, John Smith, uh, you wanted to cover the main event. It looked like Adam Cole was—he uh, was giving out super kicks for fun.
2: Yeah, I. Um... I didn't see it coming, but it didn't shock me, if that makes any sense. You know, I think we all have been waiting for this for a while. Um, you know, the, of course, Balor won the match. I mean, Pete Dunne put on a hell of a, a show. Uh, they, they told a hell of a story. Pete Dunne just going after those fingers the entire match. I don't know how they do that without him actually breaking fingers. But, you know, we'll leave that up to the magicians. Um but after the match is where the story really is, man. You know, the, the Undisputed Era comes out to, save, to make the save because um, Borkin and Lurch came <laughs> out to to attack uh, Balor. Then all of a sudden they try to do the, the Undisputed. I don't even know how to do it. The two hands have to do two different things. It's too much for me. But, yeah, there you go, I think. I don't know. I got a backwards. Finn was about to throw it up. I don't even know how he would have been able to throw it up with those fingers, but yeah. <laughs> instead he caught a, a super kick right to the chin. And Roddy and Kyle were not on board with it, and they were kind of yelling at him, and then Kyle got kicked in the face, and Roddy was just left standing there like, you know, he's like the man in the middle now. Is, I mean, are they even broken up? Is this just like a rift? Like, why, why would you even, you know, Talk to me like that in front of the in front of the, in front of the you know the universe. Why would you go against a decision that I would make like that? So yeah, you get a kick too, but you know we're still friends. Maybe that's the case, but I would like to see the breakup at this point because we've been waiting for it for so long. You know.
0: Yeah, it was actually kind of funny, John. We were watching it together, and I remember there was a table for three. The uh, on the WWE Network, the special, the table for three was Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and I believe it was Ricochet and gargana was uh talking about i guess the graphic that's on the bottom part of the screen that kind of signifies that the show is ending i forget what it's called but gargana was always joking around I like i see that thing and i still twitch to this day because that came up and that's when chompa threw him into the titantron in chicago and that started that whole thing and that's what happened so the graphic came up and i'm just like he looks like he's gonna super kick him down, and then boom, got him. But it came up again, and then he kicked the rise. You get the double ending, the double fake ending right there, and uh, Cole went past it. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But yeah, he thought it was over. Uh, he was set up for it. So um, yeah, to be continued with the Undisputed Era. Whether or not this is gonna uh, affect Finn Balor, if he's gonna go after Cole, if we're gonna see that again, you know, they had the amazing Iron Man match. So. Um. John county Earlier in the night, we uh, saw history. Uh, a lot of us uh, were on Shotty and Ember. You know, pretty much. I said my my thing was this is very remnant of what Finn Balor and Samoa Joe did in the first Men's Dusty Cup. I think it was like 2016 or 15, way back when.
1: Um, not to be. No, and you know I had had I picked Dakota and Raquel. I spent the whole uh you know lead up to the show after the picks were in after we talked about it last week doubting myself cuz I said like oh, they're not going to they're not going to have heel teams win both Dusty Cups right and I was so positive about the men's I didn't you know I did certainly didn't see that coming but it turned out uh yes Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez took the first ever women's Dusty Cup uh, they had some trouble early on. Ember hit, a, hit an eclipse and it was almost over, but uh, Dakota uh, was able to detract the ref, allowing that to get broken up. They battled for a solid 18 minutes, just a fantastic uh, women's match. You know, I'm not, except on NXT, I'm not often uh, laudatory when it comes to uh, fee- the female performers, but they just never disappoint on NXT uh, so it, it ended with, uh, they had, uh, they had modified, there was no ramp. Uh, there was just a platform coming out right from the Titan Tron to the ring from that side, that one side of the ring. So at one point, uh, Raquel was out there with Ember. Uh, she sent her flying off the ramp, kind of getting her out of the equation, wound up back inside the ring, used that powerful, powerful one-arm, uh, uh power slam, choke slam, whatever you want to call it. And both Raquel and Dakota double covered uh shotzi and won the first ever women's bestie cup
0: yeah and good for them you know I said like raquel's been on a roll lately dakota kai has just been on fire since turning heel and i thought she was really good even before she turned on tegan but they uh and the, the fun part about this and i was excited to hear before the match started they actually did announce the winner of these matches would get it would get a tag title match so now it's going to be interesting to see where uh, Dakota and Raquel, I guess if you want to call it a cash in, cash in this uh, this title shot. Whether you know they bring Shayna and Nia to NXT, and we all know what Shayna can do in NXT. I don't know if you want to do that, but uh, <laughs> maybe even you know, WrestleMania. Maybe I yes. think that would be fun. I think that would be really awesome. The reward, of the first ever. Maybe not going forward, but if you're gonna do this for the first time, you yeah. know, let, let let the winners have it. You know, at WrestleMania. John on the next side, I mean, our jaws dropped. Our jaws, everybody picked Shotzi. And them. They dropped even harder when uh, these so-called crutches that Trey Miguel was referring to on Impact last week. I think uh, Nash and Wes heard them.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, this is definitely match of, the tag team match of the year, in my opinion, so far. Across the board uh, in any promotion. I mean, the, they put on a hell of a show. I just the ending still baffles me that you, you would have, you know, relative no names, you know, when it comes to, you know, WWE fans, you know, typically don't know impact guys. You have them come in and beat one of literally grizzled young veterans. Yeah. And, you know, the, the my first tip off that they were, that they might be losing was when, when they cut, when Gibson cut a promo before the match. And, I mean, I could see that before every other match, but I figured the, the promo would come after this match. Okay.
0: that's fair.
2: And, you know, I, I mean, I was watching with you, but I didn't voice that opinion because I didn't I, I didn't want to speak it into existence, but I guess it didn't matter either way. But, um, I mean, good for the MSK. I mean, as long as they keep it moving forward and, you know, they keep building this tag team division, you know, they don't necessarily have to win the titles. But, um. I mean, nothing bad I could say. Like I said, this is match of the year in the tag team so far. So, I mean, I can't even do it justice by telling you how it went. I would suggest if you haven't watched it yet to go back and give it a, a nice look and keep your phone out of your hands.
0: Yeah, Wesley. I thought Wesley shined in that match. I mean, Nash did great and everything. I just thought that was Wesley or what do you call it? Desmond Xavier. former He was a former uh, uh, TNA X Division champion. So it's not like you know, it's, he could go, and I was, I just thought he completely shined. I was happy with him. Good for him, SK. Io Shirai, uh, she got the title defense. She got the uh, the win over Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm after hitting her moonsault on Tony Storm, who was covering Martinez. Uh, so Io Shirai retained the NXT Women's Championship. I will get to her numbers in one second. Uh, cuz she was making she she's made some a uh, little bit of history last night with uh with that win. Uh but John DeConi, uh the North American champion, he he did just as well.
1: You know, uh I know Johnny doesn't have you know, he he puts on fantastic matches at uh takeovers, but he doesn't have the greatest win-loss record. Man, it it does not matter cuz that that match was 25 minutes of just <coughs> wow. I mean, the, the psychology in the match, I mean, every single move, everything Kushida did either worked on Johnny's arm or set him up for the next move to work on Johnny's arm. Everything Johnny did worked on Kushida's neck to set him up for the, the one final beat.
0: No, I keep going. No, just That's a random comment. That's for uh, watching, want- Martin. We
1: love TNA, too. Uh, so these two, uh, j- just like uh, John Smith said about the tag match, uh, it, it, it would do it no justice to try and go through it uh, minute by minute. Uh, I, I'll just tell you that the closing sequence was one final beat outside the ropes onto that uh, platform that was leading to the ring and then a one final beat back inside for the one, two, three. But uh, Johnny Gargano is just uh, he, he plays the, the chicken bleep heel to perfection. He does it on the mic almost as well as uh, you know Chris Jericho in his prime, and in the ring he's eerily reminiscent of uh, you know like H- Just he's just untouchable in the ring, and uh, the crazy thing is there's more than one person you could say that about down at NXT. Their in-ring work is just amazing, uh, but Johnny adds the great mic work, and he's just like. He can, he can have fun being a goofball or he can have, you know, he can, he can do it straight, but I just, I can't say enough good stuff about this match, about this whole pay-per-view, if you will. Uh, they just don't disappoint on NXT.
0: No, they do not. And I say that was, that was, Kushida just as much in that conversation as well. I like guess that was a great pairing. I know everybody wanted to see Kushida win. I just thought Johnny's just too hot right now. I picked Johnny. I think he's just too funny. On Wednesday, I was watching NXT with John Smith. We were dying with the things that Johnny was saying. You know when he was trying with his left arm or his right arm. I'm sorry, was shattered in like seven places. no, oh, it's your left arm that's hurt. It says arm, oh, but no, that thing's for really hurt. You know, he was just he was on fire. He was absolutely on fire. Uh, gonna wrap this uh, uh, takeover up real quick. Uh, what they said, Io Shirai threw up some numbers here. Um, that was her ninth match in TakeOver history. That now puts her in the top ten. She's now tied for tenth in all-time TakeOver appearances. That win gives her five. That also puts her tied for tenth in TakeOver history and third amongst women. She's trailing Asuka, who has ten, and Shayna Baszler, who has seven. So Io Shirai is now creeping towards that top tier um, in NXT TakeOver history. She's tied for sixth in singles competition wins with that fifth win uh she's also tied for sixth now with her fourth championship match win and it's a four match win streak as she won the title in your house when she beat Charlotte and Rhea she defended against Dakota Kai then Candice LeRae and then this past Sunday against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm and on a more sour note a more sag note uh, Ember Moon and Pete Dunne, both of that loss, have now cracked the top ten in most losses in TakeOver history. That was both of their fifth. They are chasing Johnny Gargano, who has 15, and I believe he is double the person who's in second place. So, also on NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, we saw the debut on the pre-show of L.A. Knights Which, for those who don't speak TNA or NWA, that is Eli Drake. Yeah, Yeah. dummy. So (laughs) he's uh, officially signed, and he is going to be an absolute treat. He is absolutely phenomenal on the microphone, and he's phenomenal in the ring. So I'm excited to see L.A. Knight in NXT. Uh, and it was also reported a little bit of news. Going to be stealing the, the Daily Wrestling News Show's gimmick for a quick second here. Uh, it was also reported that Tommy Dreamer uh, was in fact correct uh, for the crime of shooting Johnny Bravo. Ty Valkyrie has been sentenced to Stanford Maximum Penitentiary. She's going to be in the new admissions wing though. But you got to take where you got to take Dreamer's word for it. It will change a person's soul forever. So, Ty Valkyrie will be debuting. I guess she's going to be training at the PC to go uh, into NXT. A couple other th- real quick things from last week's NXT. Uh, Zai Lee, I guess, she came out. She defeated Cora Jade real quick. Casey and Kaden were down there. Zai, this isn't you. This isn't you. And they both got whooped for that. So, uh, they disrespected... Uh, uh, whatever. I can't remember Tang yeah, Sung. a thousand-year-old dragon, right? She sold her soul to a dragon. Yeah, uh, sure. so she got disrespected, and Zion made sure that that will not happen ever again. she apologized for it too. Um, John Smith, I, I'm not the one that wants to speak for you. Uh, and and actually start handing out Smitties already in February. But if Cameron Grimes is not the freaking if that wasn't the segment of the year, if we don't hear this come back up in late December, uh, 2021, I, I don't know what's going to beat this. Cameron Grimes is after you. Can take this one, Cameron Grimes.
2: <laughs> I I would have never in a million years thought that that's going to be how Cameron Grimes came back on our TVs. I figured he would just, you know, do some sort of heel tactic. You know, interfere with somebody who's his next program. But no. It, this is this is the way to go. He's a he's a uh, a GameStop slash Dogecoin millionaire. He's driving a Lamborghini. He just put out his first single. I think it's called To the Moon. To the Moon! Go,
0: going back to James Wheeler real quick. James Wheeler probably the funniest comment I've seen it in a long time. So in this case, if I getting turned 15 last week, and how he gets this reference, maybe from Christmas vacation. The way are the Griswolds a professional wrestling? <laughs> Very well done, James. That is one hundred percent accurate. The Griswolds, um, and then John said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with you real quick." We actually have a match, the match you've been waiting for, the heel on heel action you've been waiting for. Um, this Wednesday, we're going to get Canyon Cross and Santos Escobar. Uh, obviously, this will be non-title since carrying cross is probably about fifty pounds over two hundred five, if not more. So, uh, John Smith, who do you have with this
2: one? Ooh, I can't wait for this one, man. <laughs> um, I I've got me. I win this match <laughs> just from watching it. Um, I'm gonna make sure I'm watching it alone, just in case. Uh, <laughs> but. No, for real. Um, unless the Legato gets involved and they make this like a long program, which I would not be opposed to, I've got and Cross destroying him in a, a decently long match, like a seven or eight minute, you know, Santos gets the eye poke to gain the advantage type of match. And, you know, but I just I can't wait to see these two guys work together.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: John DeCarney, uh, any uh, quick thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to think of a way that Santos gets the win here, but I, I think it's going to be, you know, it, it won't be a, a squash, but I'm pretty sure it will be a destruction by the end.
0: Yeah, I, I think is going to – there's not going to be a pinfall in this. This is going to be a disqualif- qualification win for Cross. Uh Going uh, – these were our standings after this past week's takeover. Uh, kind of tough on our as he said. A lot of us didn't have – Dakota and Raquel. None of us, I don't think. Oh, I'm sorry. Ryan Joy and MSK. Kudos to Ryan Joy. Everybody else had grizzled young veterans. Um, Tyler. Yeah. That's a first, I think. I don't think I've ever seen anybody put up a squad douche in PWP history. But Tyler manages uh, a way to make that happen. So, shout You're out right. to the sheriff of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, Tyler Adele. Gentlemen, we are going to uh, bid you do for a little bit. Uh, go get some groceries, say hi to your loved ones, and we will see you shortly because it is that wonderful time where we get to bring in shirtless guy. Oh, he's got a shirt on. There we go. Gary, top of the evening to you. How are things?
3: Not too bad. I think we should turn this into something like Twitch, where if we get enough votes or get enough things, I promise to never do it shortness. I have yeah. enough problems <laughs> looking at myself in the mirror. I don't think anybody else wants to either but so uh guy before we get into the uk
0: we're just gonna stop uh we're, gonna, we're just keep going with nxt uh nxt real quick i know you said you watched takeover finn balor and pete dunn are your guys so i want to make sure you have your chance to say your piece
3: i mean it was just a masterclass. I, I mean now the entire takeover itself was was brilliant but their match was just from start to finish absolute class I was shocked that Balor beat him just so clean as he did to be fair about it um, and I did think I had said previously I thought Pat McAfee might come back and get involved or do something but it was just an absolutely tremendous match there was no um, the, there was no like thoughts of let's go over the top and the massive big moves and actually it was a lot of my wrestling a lot of stuff just a showcase of two guys to go, do you know what? Go and do what you can. And they just showed everybody that they are amazing. So it was just, it was a treat for me to watch. having not seen them for years, obviously coming through. And now they're here. It's just absolutely fantastic.
0: And, and I think that's the thing that Triple H likes to do at these takeovers, is like, okay, that's why he only does five matches. You know, it gives these guys all the time in the world – to showcase what they can do and that's exactly what they're doing at nxt uk that's exactly what they did last thursday in that street fight uh before we even get to the street fight uh they took out wild boar uh before the match even took out uh took place so eddie dennis had to step in and like holy eddie dennis went from here to here in my book like eddie dennis shined in this in a losing yeah. episode.
3: He Really did, and he took some amount of punishment in it to be fair to him. I mean, oh, yes, he really,
0: yes,
3: yes. I mean, he took an absolute hammer and journal. Um, but that street fight on the NXT UK was just, I mean, uh, off the hook. Here we are. What, what, a, what a phrase! I mean, it really was just absolutely unbelievable. Um, I mean, it was just as I say, from start to finish, big moves. Lots of lots of weapons. It was 16, 17 minutes. Um, and the finish, I mean, I, I have said for months, years, whatever, like Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews, incredibly underrated. They have been across, I know, in the States of PWG and stuff, but in the UK were kind of a bit all oh, underrated by some people who just looked at them and went, so what? Again, and this, for me, was a match for them, and with the finish, with the shooting star finish and, and the 6.30 at the end, like, it really was just a match that all four guys involved in that, primate as well, just deserves an absolute round of applause because it was su- just superb, and if anybody has missed that, they need to go watch it. Yeah,
0: it seems like we're saying that every week here, and, and going forward, I guess, with, with Morgan and Webster, they this has to put them anywhere, somewhere near the top of uh, the tag team title division, or the tag team title race, which we will get to. Um, I believe that's going to happen in two weeks. So next week we're going to be talking about Gallus and Pretty Deadly uh, on, this, on this show. But right now, uh, going forward, we'll do a little fast-forwarding here because we have some pretty intense matches coming up this Thursday to pick. Uh, Miko Satomura, uh, we'll give you some time on her. Uh, Japanese legend, I love the nickname, Japan's Final Boss. She made her debut. I love that nickname.
3: Brilliant. And Even even I loved from the start, because when when I the, when showed you walking through backstage and I was like, oh, don't tell me they're going to try and make her Goldberg. And then as she, as, but as she came through, it was the respect. And there was a lot of the women who were watching her as she walked through the backstage area, showing the respect. And I was like, they are setting her up as a legend that if you didn't know her, you would go, well, OK, if all those women think she's amazing and yeah. respect her, then she must be. And so from the get-go, um, you knew. And I, I'll also say this. when I, I didn't know who she was facing, and then when I saw it was Isla Dawn. Isla is, a, is obviously still young in her career, but she is a really genuine. I've seen her a few times live. She's a great wrestler. So they obviously had the trust in Isla that it was like going, okay, Mako is good, but we need two to tango. And therefore, yeah. to, to showcase Mako as much as they could, they put Isla in with her. So far, play played Isla as well. But honestly, I can't wait to see what they do with with Sotomayor, I Really can.
0: Yeah, for WWE fans, this isn't the first time we saw her. She was in the second Maeon Classic, and she made it to the semifinals. It wasn't like she was some kind of like blink and you missed her in the first round. Uh, she went to the semifinals. I believe she lost to uh Tony Storm, who ended up winning the whole thing eventually. Um, but yeah, that's that was more to come. And she's gonna be gunning for Kaylee Ray. I know Kaylee was yeah. there. She was watching afterwards. Uh, I don't think that was a respect thing from Kaylee's part.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. definitely um, not.
0: Staying in the women's division, they had video packages for both uh, Effie Valkyrie and Danny Luna, so it looks like we're going to be seeing more of them coming soon. Uh, and then also, uh, Nina Samuel, she came out with a stipulation, and she's about to get whooped because the loser of her match with Zion Brookside uh, will have to be uh, the other servant for a month. Um. I guess similar to what I mean, for everyone stateside, or if you want to call with what, uh, what Tr- uh Chuck Taylor was doing for uh Miro, you know he was being the butler up until the wedding. So, uh, but it's gonna be fun watching Zaya, you know, boss around Nina, you know, that's gonna be a lot of fun.
3: Uh, really, I mean, really, I, I mean just just
0: driver. Joseph Connors appeared during the match, no Ginny, uh, but they like were we're starting to you know get towards this, right, guy Jenny Ginny and Piper.
3: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I, th- I couldn't remember whether it was you or Ryan. I had text during the show. And it m- must have been Ryan. But where I'd said there were so many women's things on this, I was almost thinking they must be going for a- an all-women match show at some point mm-hmm. because they're really – what my- and I-, I love the fact that they're they're giving them um, all this time. But as you say, we're definitely starting to head down the line. Just have Joseph Connors come out and do the very sarcastic, yes, Piper, aren't you wonderful type of, of applause – that you know something's coming down the line.
0: So, and then, uh, like I said, we're going to get right to next week's show. In two weeks, we have the tag title match that we just mentioned. We will talk about that on uh, next week, episode 42 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Uh, But next week, actually, as a result of uh, the Supernova Sessions, Noam Dar is getting a little obsessed with his Heritage Cup and the fact that A-Kid has it. Uh, He's sending, or he booked it that Sha Samuels, uh, he was his guest on the show, and now apparently Shaw Samuels is going to be getting a chance at the Heritage Cup Championship. So we're back to round wrestling.
3: Yeah, I mean the thing with it is, I know Miz has this always oh, must see TV when he does Miz TV and all this. I have to say, every time I see that Supernova Sessions is on, I kind of sit in the house and go, yeah, because you know <laughs> something's going to happen. You really know something with a big deal is going to happen. And you could see, if you didn't know who Shah Samuels was, you could see that they were good mates. He put him on the settee. He didn't put him on the wee crappy seat. Yeah. And it was like, okay. And as you say, he's obviously, like, from the from the first week in November, I think, was when A-Kid beat Noam Dar. And you're going, you almost playing out the storyline of three months later, this is just eating at him still, yeah. that he wants him killed. And it's like... Brilliant! I just love it the way they've put all these reports. So I actually can't wait for the match. Shaw's a great heel; uh, he really is. And lining him lining them with Noam Dar is is genius.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be good match. Who do you got? I think I think Kid has to defend. I know Shaw Samuels; he's he's not a Rampage Brown. I think Shaw Samuels is beatable at this point.
3: Yeah, I mean the the only as I say the only way I could see him losing it would be through some sort of shenanigans from Dar, and then you go back to them again, uh, right. back to Dar and A-Kid. Um, but I would say if, if you had to sort of pin me down and put a gun to my head, I would say the same. Where you go with a kid and then still come out of it where he heads back towards Noam Dar for a bit? So,
0: Yep. Um, I Spy Jersey guy, Ben Carter, will be in action next week. So looking forward to seeing him again. And then we got the match guy that we've been talking about for a while uh, the past couple of weeks because we're excited about it. Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey. I believe that – Well, here's the thing: they brought Johnny Saint in, uh, albeit via via video screen, you know, via teleprompter, whatever you want to call it. Uh, But this is the first time we've seen Johnny Saint on TV uh, since the uh, the the relaunch on the pandemic, and just that'll give it the respect as it is. what what was his quote? A proper heavyweight strap. So uh, let's let's dive right into this, Gar.
3: I mean, it is going to be two big boys just pounding on each other for want of a better expression. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they really they really are just going to go in and go at it. Um, and it will be as you said, it'll just be a, a big heavyweight scrap. And it's hard for me to call actually who what way it's going to go because they brought Rampage in, and so they're going to give him the push. But yet, Joe Coffey is kind of is kind of the man. He's one of the the linchpins of, of NXT. But again, I'm gonna go Rampage Brown. I think they're gonna. If he gets the win, it'll move him up a level. Joe can afford the loss, I think. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Rampage on it. So.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go Rampage for the exact same reason. It's the same. It's either Rampage is winning or neither of them are winning. Like, I just don't think. I don't think Rampage is losing. I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, yeah. yeah. um, that's gonna go out. So uh, that's gonna do what's it. gonna. Be, I cannot wait for this Thursday afternoon. It's gonna be. It's gonna be absolutely phenomenal. I can't wait for that match. Uh, but this Sunday as well, we got the Elimination Chamber. Um, I know you got a dog in the fight here with Drew, but I know you're also involved in uh, the EWP, uh, the pool uh, on the WWE side. So, uh, who do you like on Sunday in the Chamber?
3: I am gonna go a couple. One of them i of say left field. I'm gonna go Drew in the in the in the Raw side. I think that it will still end up heading towards um, Drew and Sheamus um which i think for me is good because i've seen them 15 years ago when they were on the independent scene here in ireland
4: mm-hmm.
3: and to see them sort of heading into a big singles match would be great so i'm gonna go drew i am gonna go i have almost a toss of the invisible coin i'm gonna go Jey Uso.
0: wow okay
3: to win and then at the to start the Jey Uso face turn again almost where you have Roman Reigns really, he wins and then comes through it on Reigns, the fact if he goes, lie down on your back, um, you're not going to fight me. And then he does start to fight back. And now Reigns, I, I think Reigns, Roman Reigns will then beat him. But um, I think that's going to be the start of the Jey So starts to kind of okay. turn away from him. And then I'm going to go Matt Riddle. Um, okay, well, whether it's a three-way, we'll see. I don't know whether it'll be a three-way or not. But um, I think I'm going to go just go with Matt Riddle. Although I, well, yeah, if it was a three-way, definitely, it's definitely going to be Riddle. If it's just yeah. um, if it's a one-on-one, I'm not sure because I've done so much with Ashley. But I'm still going to go Riddle. I'll come out with a belt. So,
0: All right. All right, Gary. Thank you for uh, for joining us. I know it is late over there, say o- overseas. We honestly and sincerely appreciate you. And oh, actually, no uh, we said we will see you Friday morning on the Daily Wrestling News Show. So everybody, uh, make sure you tune in at ten a.m. Eastern time. I believe that's three p.m. over in the UK. Correct?
3: Yeah, three three p.m. with us. yeah.
0: Okay, so yeah, ten a.m. here stateside, three p.m. Uh, on all the Eastern Observer platforms. Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and then uh, if you need to watch the replay, listen to the replay, Spotify and, and uh, iHeartRadio and all that fun stuff. So, Gary, we will see you on Friday morning, or yeah. well, for you, Friday afternoon.
3: I I'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. All looking
0: right. Forward. Cheers, pal.
3: See you. Later.
0: All right. So now we're going to bring back in John Smith and John DeConi. There we go. Yeah, Gary's making his uh, Daily Wrestling News show debut. Uh, John Smith. I don't, we didn't call. And there's John County.
2: Yeah,
0: all right, we see all the County. No way around. Normally it's uh, John Smith. We can't find on these
2: <laughs> grocery shopping. Usually, yeah, exactly right. Uh,
0: so we also had another pay per view this past weekend at No Surrender. They owned the night Saturday night, because uh, they were on, I believe, ahead of UFC. So uh, let me just change the graphic here, and then I have a little bit of a quote because at the beginning of the show, uh, they did a nice little. Uh, feature of Tommy Dreamer because it was his 50th birthday that day and uh, they did like a little it was like an, almost like an interview kind of with him and here's what he had to say. So John know, I'm going to follow you on this one alright? Yep. I love what I do. This is my last shot. I'm definitely not the man I was but tonight I'm going to try my hardest to be that man that never let the fans down and I'm going to try my hardest for one night to be what you all wanted or remember me by and that's Tommy Dreamer. So, John DeConi, my question for you is, did Tommy live up to his own expectations?
1: Well, Tommy was the man that we love, but he did not walk away the champion, unfortunately. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was a good match. I mean, you know, Tommy is a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Swan can, you know, carry just about anybody. Obviously, Tommy is way past his prime now, and he, he's abused himself so badly that, you know, you're not going to get a five-star match out of him, but he's never going to go out and embarrass himself. I I don't believe I just, I was so surprised that this match didn't go one of two ways. It didn't turn into a multi-person match. I, I I assumed Moots was going to you know chew horn his way in there. Once it was absolutely positively just a one-on-one match, I almost was talking myself into believing Tommy was going to win because otherwise, Tommy is one of those guys who's constantly giving back to the business. Uh, He's constantly looking out for, you know, the next guys. And I thought if you were going to put this match together, just the two of them does nothing for anyone except say happy birthday to Tommy, which I I loved, but it, you know, after that, okay, then what next? So I had myself convinced that Tommy might pull this one out, but uh, he did not. uh, We got the, the super kick two back kicks to the head, and eventually the Phoenix Splash from Rich to win it. And then things got even more interesting afterwards when Moose joined the fray, uh, beat the hell out of both of them, uh, sent uh, sent the laid Tommy out, send him out of the ring, and then went right back after that uh, previously injured ankle and leg of Rich Swan, pulled out the chair, and we kind of went off the air with him still beating on Swan. So. Uh, be interesting to see where we are when we get to the Impact Zone tonight.
0: Yeah, it was not a good weekend for uh for the brand champions uh, to retain their titles because both him and Finn Balor kind of got snuck post match. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So they're on a collision course. I don't know if they're gonna maybe do it. Uh, they have not announced the next uh, Impact Plus pay per view for March. Uh, but the pay per view pay per view, they you know one of their big four events, uh, Rebellion, I believe, right? Or is that a you no? Know, Revolutions, AEW Rebellion. And then reckoning is in retribution. Gotcha. Um, that's going to be at the end of April. I kind of feel like that's where they're going to put the the moose and and Rich Swan match if Kenny Omega somehow is somehow not involved in this.
1: Well, yeah, uh, the Omega's uh, the Omega symbol's already on the uh, the crest for that pay per view, so he's going to. Oh, it really? Out. Yeah. So there, there, you go um speaking of uh impact and aew there
0: was a promotional match the good brothers actually retained the impact world championships they worked with impact even though you see them every wednesday night uh for about the past month or so they defeated chris Sabin and james storm who kind of finagled their way into the match and also aew's uh private party who are the number one contenders uh or were the number one contenders the good brothers got the win uh private party did all the work on uh james storm and Carl uh, uh, Anderson kind of tagged Mark Quinn's foot before Mark Quinn. I think he had a 450 or a swanton or something. Uh, one hit the one hit one move, one hit the other, and then Anderson kind of threw out Mark Quinn and uh, snuck the pinfall victory. So the, uh, the Good Brothers will be showing up tonight as Impact Tag Champions, and most likely tomorrow night on Dynamite. Uh, because Kenny Omega. Oh no, Kenny Omega is not in action tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, he might show up. Bucks are in action, so they will show up. There you go. Um, John Smith. My heart was shattered. The X Division Championship did not come home. I had the graphic already too. I yeah, ready. I know you, Jason San Martino. I was
2: ready. I don't know who was more confident, you or Rohit, because the way he walked down that aisle, man, with with Shiro, whatever his name is, in tow, he was walking out there like he was all he already had that belt won, and you know they he they put on a great match. It was uh, a lot a lot more even than I thought it would be. I figured it would be, uh, you know, TJP with the upper hand and Rohit having a resort to heel tactics. But, no, it was a nice 50-50 match. Shearer got his shots in here and there, but nothing crazy. And then TJP took him out in order to leave enough time to get Rohit down for the count. And, overall, it was just a, you know, a good, you know, B-plus match. Yeah, and uh,
0: TJP got the mama splash with the win. I I thought once once Sheera came out last week, exactly. I was like, this is it. It's coming home. Like this is I can't wait to tweet at him. I can't wait to. Uh, and uh, now he has to defend the title tonight, and we'll get to his opponent right now, John DeConi. Uh, I kind of compared him. I compared him last week, and I kind of made a comment this morning on the Daily Wrestling News Show. It feels to me that Josh Alexander is going to be uh, Impact's version of Big E. So. Um, that was kind of my reasoning for picking him in this revolver match. And he got it done for me. I got
1: the one. I got the point. Yeah. He lost his tag team partner and, uh, now he's going to get a chance to excel as a single, which, you know, he is the, uh, well, with the walking weapon. So, uh, no surprise there. Uh, so yeah. in this triple threat, triple threat revolver match, uh, for the future X division championship match, we started out with Trey, Blake Christian and suicide. Uh, Trey eliminated suicide pretty uh, quickly with that hourglass submission, the figure four, whatever yeah, you want to call yeah, it. Was crazy. Nah. Uh, Chris Bay was out next. He didn't last very long. Uh, oh, excuse me. He eliminated Blake with a vertebraker breaker. Uh, would come out next and Trey would eliminate him with a Meteora. Then the walking weapon came out in the sixth spot. Uh, he eliminated Bay with a torture rack into a spinning powerbomb. And if that wasn't enough, he locked in an ankle lock afterwards to get the Bay to tap out. Uh, then that money-making music hit, and Willie Mack came out. <laughs> uh, Trey hit another Meteora, and both he and Josh covered uh, Willie to eliminate him. So, unfortunately, Willie wasn't there that long. We had Ace Austin coming out last. My pick. I was feeling pretty confident. And then Josh hit that double underhook pile driver, dropped him right on his head. One, two, three, and now we spin it forward. Josh Alexander has the next shot at TJP's X Division Championship.
0: Yeah, we're gonna pick that uh, at the end of the segment. Uh, there's a couple matches to pick. That is going to be
2: one of them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, fun fun fact, you- fun fact for you. Eo Shirai's Eyes music is just Willie Max music in double time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of like a, a rockers and ultimate warrior thing yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> stone cold steve austin <laughs>
0: uh john smith um last week on the show uh the this the this, this six person intergender match uh, was 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 only three on two at the time. The K did not pick their partner yet. We made the picks for the match. I don't really like the bet against Daniel Dashwood. I don't like the bet against Crazy Steve either, but I like Daniel. I like Tenille in this situation. Uh, Larry D getting you know, getting prison strong, yada yada yada. Uh, and then I this black Tarus guy from Mexico. I believe I, I the text was who the bleep is this guy in capital letters <laughs> on our text chain.
2: I, I love that mask. It almost looks like he's an actual animal. I mean, it's it's awesome. But when I when I saw when I saw him, I immediately changed my pick. Like I I made my pick based on the we don't know who the the third guy is and when he came out, I was like there's no way they're bringing this guy in to lose his first match. And I mean, he showed out. He did some some like moon salt stunner off the top rope at one point. And, um, you know, his finishing move, he just manhandled uh, Larry D. Just picked him up. He, he he picked him up in some sort of it – was, it wasn't like a – it was like a reverse fisherman's suplex powerbomb type thing. It was awesome. Um, Tenille Dash would look pretty good in the match. I like how they get the men and the women involved with each other. You know, we like, we're not stupid. We know what we're watching. Like, why can't we have the women fight the men? It's fine. and. AC was able to throw Taniol out of the ring in a power bomb and she took out the whole crowd and it was great. You know, you didn't, you never see that kind of stuff, unfortunately, over in the in the big companies because they're so like, you know, worried about image. But you know, we all know what we're watching. And when the when the women are in the same match as a man, they should be fighting each other, in my opinion.
0: There you go. There you
2: Hot go. take. There you
1: go. Hot take.
0: Uh, yeah, I decided I stuck with my guns. I didn't think it was fair, so I didn't change my pick, but I I, I was I I turned on Saturday. And I'm like, okay, well, there's only one right now. I'm not gonna perfect. <laughs> um Fire and Flavor, I spy a Jersey girl. They retained the knockouts tag team championships. Uh, they defeated Havoc and Novea after Tasha Steals hit a cutter onto a street sign on Novea for the win. Uh, Jordan Grace, Jazz, and ODB defeated Deanna Parazzo, Kimberly, and Susan. After Jazz made Susan submit to the STF, Brian Myers and Hernandez they defeated Eddie Edwards and Matt Cardona. After Myers hit the roster cut, I believe is now is what he's calling that clothesline. I think that's hysterical.
1: <laughs> you know, I- I've complained in the past about Impact not naming finishing moves. They always redeem themselves when they come around to it. With the Venus de Milo, the roster cut, yep. it, yeah, it, it takes them a while, but they do some good work as far as that's concerned. So I'm hoping
0: we're getting Impact's version of the Mega Powers explode here, and we get Brian Myers and Matt Cardona one on one on a pay per view. Be absolutely hysterical. And then uh, Jake Something he defeated Diener after a Black Hole Slam, and then uh, Violent by Design immediately jumped Jake Something and kicked the crap out of him post match. So here are our standings from Impact after No Surrender. Uh, myself and Tyler six and three. John Smith flexing his Impact muscles seven and two. John the five and four. Ryan Joy went four for five, and that is the scores. We will have the overall standings. Uh, I will present them later as we go into uh, the Elimination Chamber picks later on tonight. Uh, Impact is debuting a new show. Uh, I can't remember what time it is. I'm not. I don't want to say it's on at the same time as us. It might be, uh, but definitely watch us first and catch this on the replay. <laughs> uh, I believe it's called uh, Before the Impact, and the match that's going to be on that card is Crazy Steve and Black Tarus. Uh Tarus representing Decay, going against Triple XL. Uh, is there? A, I'm not betting against Black Taurus. John Smith.
2: Oh, yeah, me neither. Yeah, of course.
0: John
1: Connie. Yeah, no way. (laughs)
0: Uh, And then, actually, after uh, the paper, you're going to swing back to that for one quick second. Uh, Kind of a draw-dropping news. You know, the the Forbidden Portal, more crossovers going over uh, in professional wrestling as Juice Robinson and David Finley. Um, Those names are backwards. I do believe Finley's on the right on this one. Juice Robinson's on the left. They're going to be in the impact zone Uh, Juice Robinson, I believe, is a former IWGP United States champion. If he didn't win it, he definitely challenged for it. And Dave Finley, if you know that last name, you know he loves to fight. So um, he is a chip off the old block of his old man over from Ireland. So they are going to be over there as well. There's going to be a four-person singles match, four-way singles match. You have uh, Suicide versus Trey Miguel versus Daivari versus Willie Mack um there's no points on the line john smith i i'm just gonna i'm gonna bet willie for fun uh points on the line though i think trey's got this
1: i'm going with trey <laughs> all right john connie yeah i'm gonna go with trey and then uh some kind of uh confrontation between him and sammy afterwards and all that.
0: yeah you're staying in the revolver he got two wins by the meteor right? like how meaty is his aura that he can pin guys with that i mean that's like that's meatier than sasha banks's aura
1: Oh yeah, I mean, one of them was Willie max, so that, that's quite a meaty. Yeah, aura.
0: like that. That is some meaty aura, man. God. And then, as we mentioned, John the as we mentioned uh, prior, Joss Alexander won uh, the aforementioned triple threat revolver match. Uh, he is now going to challenge TJP for the X Division Championship. And I, uh, I let the cat out of the bag early this morning on the Daily Wrestling News Show. I'm go- I'm calling new champion right now. So, John the what do you have? What do you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if you're pushing a guy, uh, no reason to, you know, take baby steps with him. He won that revolver, might as well uh, have a new champ. Uh, who put this on? So make sure you watch
0: our show first before. God, come
1: on, Ryan. Hey, uh, just uh, just point of note, I've got the TV on three feet to my right. Anything important happens, I'll break it live.
0: All right. There, there, you, John, there you go. There's a reason John DeConi. There's a reason why you're the first ever PWP champion. and I'm pretty sure you've been nominated for employee of the year at the Eastern Observer last year. So <laughs> there's a reason why all that. John, uh, John Smith, who do you got?
2: Yeah, it doesn't make sense for them to have Josh Alexander lose at this point the way they've been booking him lately. So yeah, let's let's see a new champ. I'd like to see where this goes. He looked pretty unstoppable in that revolver match.
0: He can go. He he can, can go. Canada does not pro- uh does not produce bad wrestlers. So gentlemen, we are going to send you backstage one more time. Um I got a bone to pick with Ryan Joy now apparently. He's promoting other shows that are on the same time as us. <laughs> so uh we will be back in a second. Ryan's got his indie report coming up and we will see you shortly. Hey, Ryan yo. Joy, How are things today, pal
4: Busy, busy. As you mentioned, when we get done with this show, then I've got to go watch Before the Impact. I got to watch Impact. I got to watch Dark. I got to watch CCW Alive. But I got to watch Young Rock tonight. You have a you know, work. full workday starting at six o'clock. So, wow.
0: so Ryan Joy, we uh, I know you announced a lot of stuff. Uh, for those who know, uh, watch the Daily Wrestling News Show. I know New Japan. You said has a couple shows uh, in two weeks' time, so we'll get to those next week. Correct.
4: Yeah, that's right. Uh, February twenty seventh and February twenty eighth. However, the twenty seventh, there is a KOPW championship, uh, interim championship match between Toru Yano and Chase Owens. So, with as the tradition holds, with these matches, we as the fans get to vote on the stipulations. The st- current stipulations are a st- two different variations on the strap match. Chase Owens wants the traditional strap match where you go from corner to corner, touch the corner pads and whoever touches them, yeah. you know, all wins. Okay. We could choose that. But if you vote for Toriano's, as you might be able to predict, it's the same concept, except you must remove the turnbuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I hope we get Toriano's cause I think that would be kind of fun, although I don't know what happens. I think it's whoever removes the last turnbuckle is the winner. So, um, so that should be fun. Voting is available right now on Twitter. Uh, I believe it's the NJPW Global account. And that match won't be until February 27th. So that's your new Japan stuff. Bunch of matches on those cards, a bunch of singles match, a bunch, t- bunch of title matches. So it'll yeah, be fun. Yeah, and
0: I heard you said, I listened to your uh, show this morning with Travis that there was a lot going on. So we'll definitely uh, we'll give you your time on that next week. But uh, what do you have for us this week?
4: Um, for this week, uh, t- tomorrow, the the what i call the nxt and aew dynamite pre-show you have major league wrestling the big match on this card is low key versus king mo and this is a year in the year in the making uh king mo hasn't had a lot of wrestling matches of course he's very well known for uh for his actual fighting career but he did take out low key very quickly about a year ago and that was on, you know, at one of their television tapings in Philadelphia, and so finally, this is going to come back around full circle, and they will have an actual match uh, this week on Wednesday. King Mo is calling for Low Key's retirement. So.
0: Oh wow! So I got a couple questions about uh, about uh, King Mo here. Uh, when did he get promoted from Sir Mo, and is he still wearing the baggy purple and yellow outfit?
4: So. Uh, when did that promotion occur? I don't know, but I think you're thinking of Men on a Mission. Yeah. Circa WrestleMania 12-ish, you know. Sir
0: Mel, no, they're at WrestleMania 10. They challenged the Quebecers yeah. for tagging yeah. championships. PCO. Yeah, king Mabel <laughs> won the king of the ring. And I guess is Mabel out around it. I guess Mo got promoted the king.
4: There you go. There you go.
0: Works on a Mission, I believe John Smith had a million names for that Survivor
1: Series team on the Survivor Series <laughs> episode.
4: Um, another thing, is since, you, since you brought up the Quebecers and yeah. PCO, Let's get over to Ring of Honor. <laughs> you know, we'll we'll get this transition somehow.
0: There you go. Uh, hey, if You mentioned the Quebecers; it's always an easy transition.
4: There you go. The uh, <laughs> Ring of Honor. There is there this weekend's television. There is a title match. It is Shane Taylor Promotions versus Mexico Squad for the six man tag team championships. If Shane Taylor Promotions wins this match, then Shane Taylor will go into the uh, February twenty seventh weekend and challenge roosh for the world championship and he could come out as a double champion so you've got those two title matches coming up in the next two weeks and then they also announced their next pay-per-view which will be uh what is it called uh that's their 19th anniversary show and it's gonna be on march uh march 26th friday night 8 p.m and so you know sign up for that it's final it's the first one they've had since final battle which was december so it looks like they're going to be doing quarterlies, at least until the pandemic is over.
1: All
0: right, awesome.
4: And I think right. that. I want
0: to touch on Rye uh, Leo Rush and Leo Rush updates. Does he want any more titles?
4: Uh, Leo Rush still, still uh, three championships that I'm aware of, um, but he is, you know, he's great. Uh, one thing I will mention, you know, we made a big deal about Gary Mahaffey making his Daily Wrestling new show debut. Um, oh yeah. His, the guest that Gary is bringing with him on the show that week or this friday is is georgia smith who which is the british bulldog's daughter and she'll be on to talk about the icon documentary uh the wwe is is has finished filming and will debut pretty soon so um do check us out on friday i think that'll be a fun interview and then also go check out monday's episode of the daily wrestling news show i had international superstar uh movies chilean movie star ariel levy on the show and you know he talked about his transition from the world of acting into wrestling. Uh, it's a good interview. He has some good stories.
0: Right. Sounds good. Yeah, that was a great show on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. is if Gary's not a ratings boost as it is, uh, you're bringing a Hall of, Fame's, uh, Hall of Famer's daughter in uh, to talk about uh, a beloved wrestler, a beloved person, uh, one of my childhood heroes, uh, you know, Shocked her name's not Matilda. I would have named her Matilda. That's how much I love the British doll. If I had a daughter, I probably would have named her Matilda. But All right, Brian, right, so uh, that seems like it'll do it for the uh, the indie promotion. Anything from Florida real quick or no?
4: Well, on Monday's show, uh, you, you'll not be joining me again this Monday. I'll have Bugs Moran, who is known in South Florida as the Hobo Prince. He is from built from the van down by the river. So he'll be on the show on Monday, so 10 a.m. Yeah.
0: Hopefully he um, has good Wi-Fi. This will not be the only time we bring up Saturday Night Live. All right, there you go. we're going to bring that up again in the next segment coming up. So we are going to uh, switch gears to AEW. We're going to bring John Smith and John DeConi back in, uh, gentlemen. Uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a setup show. Let's let's be nice and call it that. It was a setup show uh, on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday. With the exception of the main event, and that's really the one—the one I really want to get to—that uh, was an absolutely amazing match, Ryan uh, Bullet Club uh, against the World here.
4: Yeah, and I and I was happy that we had such a great match because I don't think that a lot of people have been exposed to Kenta in the in that format. And you know, my favorite part of the match was when Kenta was about to go through the announce table, and he kind of like squirmed away from Archer. Ran, jumped off the stage, double stomped through a table onto Moxley. I thought that was, the like, the best part of the match. I I, I popped big for that. Um, the match finally did conclude with the Good Brothers assisting Kenny Omega to lift Lance Archer up for the One-Winged Angel. So Archer took that One-Winged Angel, uh, but Omega wouldn't be able to do it without the Good Brothers. But that's what led to the, the, the pin. So...
0: All right, and coming up uh, to this Wednesday, uh, it looks like it looks like uh, Archer and Moxley—they just cannot get away from each other—and Ray Phoenix is brought back in, uh, into this situation too. Those two, those, two, uh, those three are going to team up again. You have them. I thought they teamed up once before.
4: Mm, no, I don't think. I think it was a different combination.
0: I thought I thought it was Mox Archer and Phoenix against Omega and the Good Brothers. I guess I was wrong on that. But they're going to be fighting Kingston Butcher and Blade. So who do you have on that one, Ryan?
4: Uh. You were thinking of Mox, Pac, and Phoenix.
0: There you go. Close. Um, oh, I
4: Um, I would take the – I think I'll take the Moxley team on this one. I think there's less to leave. All
0: here. right. John Ducati.
1: Uh Yeah. I, I believe uh, Moxley, Archer, Phoenix. Take that one. All right. I'm going to put them on too. John Smith, you put them up as well?
0: same Z's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, We had a TNT championship match. Uh, Randomly, Joey Janela, I spy a Jersey guy. He got a TNT title match. Uh, I think it was Darby's second title defense, and he's had it for two, three months now? Since November. Yeah, okay. Uh, Darby finally put the title on the line against Joey Janela. Darby got the win. Jersey shine, though. Joey shine in this match. Very happy for him. I hope they start doing some more with him. Uh, throw Sunny Kiss in there as well. That's my two Jersey guys there. Let's get the tag titles then. On uh, let's get the tag titles on them. Um, after the match, uh, they tied uh, Team Taz tied Darby I guess to Truck and they dragged them around. Uh, so now Sting, that's gonna upset Sting, and uh, Sting is gonna be there. He is going to call out Team Taz. Uh, MJF. Uh, he tried to, to sneak a fast one past Sammy Guevara trying to record their conversation um, in the locker room. Sammy caught him red-handed. And then later in the night, after Jericho and MJF defeated the Acclaimed, that's my another Jersey guy, a lot of Jersey guys in, uh, in AEW. I love that about AEW. Um, Sammy came out and quit. Uh, he, said, he said, I'll give him one shot, and MJF screwed up, and Sammy was out. So now Sammy, uh, I guess, until further notice, Uh, When we see Sammy Guevara, I I, want to say Chris Jericho's got to be heartbroken about this uh, going forward. Um, The Nightmare Family, represented by Cody Rhodes and Lee Johnson, they defeated Peter Avalon and Cesar Bononi. Uh, Lee Johnson got his first ever pinfall win, uh, celebrated like he won the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup or whatever your preferred sports championship is. Uh, he thanked a whole bunch of people, but he flat out left out QT Marshall. And QT noticed. He's sitting there like looking around like, what the hell, man? Like, Didn't they go to his wrestling academy? I think I think I heard that on the Daily Wrestling Show. He True. trained at QT's academy. So a uh, little uh, tension there in the uh, Nightmare family. Uh, Pac defeated uh, the Hollywood Hunk, I believe he's called now, from Hollywood, Florida, Ryan Nemeth, after a black arrow with the brutalizer. And then we're going to have an eight-man tag team match coming up this Wednesday that's going to involve uh, Matt Hardy, Hangman Page, and Private Party. They're going to be taking on THQ and the Chaos Project. Now, fun story here. Uh, Matt and Adam were sitting at a bar, and uh, I guess Matt was trying to recruit him to join, uh, I guess, his brand, the Matt Hardy brand. Uh, he signed it. Uh, he gave it to page. I guess they gave it to page to sign. Page pulled the old switcheroo. So who knows what's in this contract right now uh, that Matt Hardy also signed after he uh, he failed to see the switcheroo. So, John DeCondy, we'll go with you. Uh, Is this blow up now, or are they just going to get a nice clean win uh, in an eight-man tag, and then maybe uh, moving forward we'll see what happens?
1: Uh, I I think uh, things stay okay for the time being. Uh, This is, you know, one of the best stories they're telling over there. So Hangman and Hardy Party uh, take it to TH2. TH2 and Chaos Project. All right, John Smith. Um I don't even know.
2: I'll take yeah, I'll take hard I'll take Hardy. Hardy in there. Alright, Ryan.
4: Yeah, it's the same. Although I don't think it's gonna take a long time for this to, to kind of break up. They need to start signing matches for Revolution. And I think there's something in this that's brewing towards Revolution. So um, whatever is coming out of this, I think, is going to come out and spin out
0: pretty quick. Well, I'll tell you what's not coming out of this is any money out of Adam Page's bank account that's going into Matt Hardy's bank account. Yes, he's going to notice very quickly that whatever. his 30% is not coming in. So, yes, you're exactly right. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, maybe uh, that, that. Maybe that's where it breaks down when they get to the pay window after this victory.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's, he's not going to get a 30%. He's not, not a 50% third. So page
4: will be getting 30% of all the three of them. <laughs>
0: Uh, So the Eliminator Tournament, the Women's Eliminator Tournament to determine the number one contender and the challenger for Hukaru Shida at Revolution at the the beginning of next month. Uh, It kicked off last week on Dynamite. Uh, Another strong performer another Jersey girl, Layla Hirsch. Came up a little bit short. Thunder Rose is a tough cookie. I'll let her slide on that one. So Thunder Rose advanced. Um, On the Japanese side, they actually had a little bit of a minor uh, show last night uh, from Japan on YouTube. Uh, with the uh, the first round, the quarterfinals, if you will, of the Japanese side of the bracket, uh, I don't think there was too many surprises here. Um, as the four women who advanced in Japan were the four women who have had previous AEW experience. Uh, so, but it was a lot. Of, it was actually kind of fun watching this, and I found myself rooting for everyone that lost. Again, it's kind of just what I do. I feel like so i thought it was good showings by Musigura venny uh maki uh, maki odo with uh maki uh, maki ito she came out she sang her song i've heard that song probably a million times on z100 i didn't know it was her so it was nice to actually see a face to uh to the song and then uh Rin Katakura, she kind of, she gave aja kong all she could but uh the legend aja kong uh she is just too much uh, so there's some interesting matchups. I do not know when these matchups are going to happen. Uh, I do know that tomorrow night that the NWA Women's Champion, Serena Deeb, she's going to be taking on Riho. Uh, so we'll pick that match first, and then maybe we can just uh, – I'll leave this up here now. Uh, Ryan uh, – I'm sorry, John Smith, we'll start with you. We haven't started with you yet in AEW. How, how does this fill out to you? Oh,
1: right. wow. Um,
2: I mean – I, like I, I said, when we heard about this, that I was calling Britt Baker was going to win the whole thing before we even saw the brackets. I said that a couple weeks ago, so I think I'm just going to stick with that. Makes sense. I mean, I'd like right. to see Take Conti take on Anna J because of their, you know, affiliation, but that's not happening. It's going to be Nyla versus Britt, and then uh, Serena Deeb is going to is going to beat Rio. I think. Yeah. All right. Then we'll take
1: it from there. All right, John DeConi. Uh, yeah, I don't have any problem with any of that logic. Uh, I mean, that Serena Deeb and Riho match is really hard to pick in my mind since uh, Riho is a former champion who uh, uh, you know, was on my milk carton last week. We haven't seen her in quite a while. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's just too appealing to have, her, uh, have Serena Deeb meet up with Thunder Rosa in the next round. And then uh, Nilo over Tecanti and Britt, who I also agree with, John Smith is probably going all the way in this one. All right, Ryan.
4: I think most of what everybody has said, yes, like Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa in the second round makes sense. I could also make an argument, though, that Riho gets the win here um, to set up a future NWA Women's World Championship match. Uh, neither Rose gets advances, Britt Baker advances. I think the finals are Britt Baker and Yuka Sakazaki. Yuka Sakazaki has a win over Britt Baker from about this time last year. So it would make sense to have a, a rematch there. And she's the magic girl. So I think Britt Baker does win.
0: Yeah. the, the, the magical 450 springboard splash right off the, the middle of the top rope? That's right. But I do think uh, Britt Baker yeah, wins. So I'm gonna, I got Serena Deep over Rio only because I'm going to have Thunder Rosa beat Serena Deep and that's how she gets the NWA Women's Championship back. We have to remember her, people. She is not an AEW wrestler. Like, she needs to get that title back at some point. So I think a win here uh, in the semifinals will set up that match and eventually get the NWA Women's Championship match. Uh, so she can go, uh, you know, trot back to Billy Corrigan. It's like, yeah, I told you I'd get it back. Um, yeah, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, they, they got Britt Baker. Uh, um, yes, yeah, she's going to advance. Uh, she'll beat Thunder Rosa again fun. The Rose will be the final. Who knows where this goes? I don't know. What the, I, yeah, I like Britt Baker, too. I like Britt Baker and uh, Ryo Mizunami. Um, I like her. I think she's got the power to beat Aja Kong. Uh, and I think she's got the size and the power to beat whoever comes out of the other match. Aja Kong, though, ladies and gentlemen, she is the ultimate eliminator here. Still to this day. Still to this very day. The only person, not just woman, the only person in Survivor Series elimination match history... To completely eliminate the opposite team she did i believe it was like 1993 or 94 or 95 somewhere in that area where a lunge blaze so it had to be 94 i would say where a lunge blaze was champion and a lunge of blaze was one of the four that she beat so she really is the ultimate eliminator so
4: maybe her name should be final boss
0: there you go that, 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 uh, ftr is gonna be facing matt sidell and his brother slip sidell right is that his name
4: Yep, Matt Slip.
0: Mike. Or is Matt Smith? Uh, anyway, all right. I said I said no more jokes about that, but that one I want to – FTR, anyone going to pick the owls on this one?
1: No. Sir.
0: All right, and then the big match of the night, the uh, AEW Tag Team Championships are on the line. The Young Bucks are going to challenge. They threw it out there for Santana and Ortiz. Uh, you know, I guess to kind of just uh, get into the face of the Good Brothers. So, interesting, interesting match because Jericho and MJF, they're already at Revolution uh, in a tag title match. They're challenging the champion. Now, Ryan, is Santana and Ortiz happen to sneak one out here.
4: Yeah, no no points on the line, and I like that scenario a lot. Santana and Ortiz win the championships, and they defend against Jericho and MJF at Revolution. I like the way that sounds, and I also like the fact that it gives us the opportunity to have that Young Bucks Good Brothers match at Revolution too, because clearly we're building to that at some point, point. Um, and it doesn't even need to be a tag, an AEW tag team championship match. So,
0: and it doesn't even have to be at an AEW event. Correct. So with that in mind, yeah, correct, John McCartney.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like that thinking. I, I think you know, I, I didn't expect the Bucks to drop those titles this quickly. Uh, not, not that it's you know very quickly, but I expected them to have a nice long run. But this just this is just too much fun if it works out this way. So I'm gonna go with uh, no points on the line. Uh, give me uh, Santana and Ortiz. All right, John Smith, this is, this is, this is interesting. I, mean, I didn't think about this at
2: all, like the, these scenarios you guys are talking about. So I had the Bucks winning it, so I'll stick with the Bucks. But I, I mean, I could see the good brothers costing them the titles. Yeah, sure. But, you know, give me the Bucks.
0: Accidentally cost, they're going to come out to help. And then, oh, my God, I tripped the wrong guy by accident. And. Yeah, I would like to actually see at, uh, not Revolution, but Rebellion. Give me the Impact pay-per-view, the big pay-per-view. Give me the Good Brothers and the Bucks. I like that. So I'm going to go say Tane Ortiz too. Plus, you know, the inner circle, you know, you just lost. It, it's going to implode. You know, it, it's going to happen at some point. Um, MJF is doing a fantastic job just destroying one of you know the all-time, you know, fan favorite groups in, in wrestling history.
2: Does any team have a worse entrance music than the Good Brothers, by the way? The Devils. A- oh, you don't like that? It's terrible. It's, it's like it, it makes me want to just like drive I, off a cliff with cigar in my mouth. I don't know. I don't like Eddie Edwards' music, so I, that, I would rival with that one.
4: Meanwhile, the other thing is the Young Bucks have not had a tag team two-on-two match this year.
0: They don't like tag team matches in AEW. Everything's got to be a ten man or a fifteen man <laughs> or a twenty five man. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, they don't like tag team matches in AEW. So
3: we're going to
0: put a pin in AEW for now. Going forward on somebody, just chimed in. Probably Travis. I said something bad about AEW. Probably Travis. have the God ones. God ones <laughs> have bad music. That's that's where we're uh, we're going. He's going old school. <laughs> All right, so we are going to switch gears to WWE. I'm just going to do a couple quick recaps uh, of SmackDown and Raw. We'll just keep everything Chamber-related for now. Uh, Seth Rollins, he did return. Uh, He's got his old Burn It Down music. He came out, uh, got everybody around the ring, just like he did after the Survivor Series those years ago. Um, Says he was a changed man. Being a father changed him, but it was the same old Seth, wants to be the locker room leader. Everyone just immediately walked away. With the exception of Cesaro, who wanted to make sure he heard Seth out and that Seth heard him. He mumbled something as he was walking away. Seth then jumped him. So to be continued with those two. um, So, and that would be fun if they can drag that till either April 5th or 6th or whatever WrestleMania is. Uh, Big E defeated Shinsuke Nakamura via disqualification to retain the Intercontinental Championship um, after Apollo Crews, uh, who said before the match, he wasn't stopping until he got the belt. Uh, you know, because he actually has the actual United States championship at his house for his kids to play with. He needs this one. Apparently, the kids want to have a title for title match. So, he needs this belt to
1: bring home so we can, you know, he can make another one. Yes, John? If that gets if that gets that hideous generic belt off a of TV and replacing something better, specific, specifically if they go a little old school and go back to the old uh, Reggie Parks looking belt, I'm all for it. Let him steal that belt and run away with it.
0: Uh Bailey defeated Lynn Morgan uh with the rose plant. I think I finally did, did they call it a name? Yes. Yes! It took how many months? Eight months? A year? Like how long is it been to you now since so she slashed the Bailey buddies and started this? Finally got a name, the Rose Plant. Get excited. Uh at the Rose Plant after she raked the eyes, and uh, Billy Kay's resume went flying in the ring, Ruby Riot through there by accident. So Shenanigans by Billy Kay again. The Street Profits to uh, be defeated. Kay, uh, Chad Gable and Otis after the anointment. Another thing uh, we're naming all these moves now. The anointment by Angelo Dawkins, followed by the splash by Montez Ford. And then uh, in an interview, a uh, uh, interview, a promo, or I guess, a confrontation between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Shayna Anaya came out as well. So. Uh, they're they're finally getting those two on other shows here. I guess this whole whole this whole experience, uh, if you want to put it that way, um, is actually doing Naya well because now she's on these shows and people want to watch to make fun of her because of that whole experience.
4: Great job, <laughs> so, nice play on words.
0: Thank you very much. <laughs> and then on Raw, Raw had a couple quick things. Uh, Alexa Bliss says the fiend will be reborn as she was kneeling, and I believe it's called a pentagram. Am I right here? Is that what yeah. that called?
1: Yep, That's uh, It wasn't a
0: hexagram or an octagram. It was a pentagram, right? It was five. Gotcha.
4: Yeah. Yes, the uh, phoenix.
0: Yep. And then Bad Bunny won the 24/7 title from Akira Tazawa, who just won from our truth. And so now here we go. Here's the fun thing. So, Bad Bunny's got the 24-7 champion. He's going to be the musical guest on Saturday Night uh, Saturday Night Live this weekend, which, of course, is on NBC. And this is the last pay-per-view before WWE, still so sends it over to Peacock Network. Uh, yeah, this is too much of a coincidence here. Let's just hope our truth shows up on Saturday Night Live. I think that's what wrestling fans, like, oh, my God, like, truth can totally destroy Saturday Night Live right now. And I think it would be – Absolutely great. And then uh, Shayna Baszler defeated Lana after the caribou to Clutch. So that was that. And, uh, Shayna got her fun in for the day.
2: WWE so, better be two, careful.
0: The Elimination Chamber.
2: They better be careful sending our truth to SNL because they might steal them
1: and give them a job. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right. uh, okay, all right, well... We'll we'll get to this. Is this another is this another person in your family, Rye? I, I recognize that last name. A little late to the party, but there uh, but there was a retribution.
4: Yes, that's
0: another Kobe family. Name. the few with the bell. Okay, we'll we'll get to that. We got a lot to talk about here. We will get to that. Is that your cousin Rye?
4: Yes, Travis's brother.
0: All right, I figured this out. I've never met anybody with the last name Sever, so I was kind of hoping they were in the same family here. Um, going in here are the overall standings going into the elimination chamber. I almost Caught John DeConi again. I am three points behind. Ryan is about 15 back. John Smith about 40 back from him. Tyler put up the squad douche at takeover. Uh, he is down at the bottom. Here are our standings in WWE. John DeConi he's got a 12-point lead on Ryan. John Smith and Tyler, shortly uh, about 50 points behind them. And then myself and Gary way down in the bottom. But there's points to be had in this show. Uh, five points for the WWE or Universal title match. Three points for all the title matches. One for non-title matches. That's standard. Elimination chamber is got a 10-point bump here. So there's some points to be had. Uh, the kickoff matches don't count. The Miz is in play. Um, and with the 10-point bump in the Elimination Chamber, the WWE Championship match is now worth 15 points, hence that the perfect pay-per-view bonus is up to 15 points.
2: John Smith, you love that, don't you? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. In the overall standings, I have the second most wins, but I'm second from the bottom. You're picking the wrong matches right and the right matches wrong. What Who, who, who let you decide which are the right and wrong matches? I own
0: the site. I do. I decide. I
1: own the site. This is my
0: game, it and is. I can't win it.
1: It's his creation. <laughs> I'm going to make my own site. Yes. <laughs> okay, so
0: Raw started with a very bold but smart mad, uh, strategy by The Miz, uh, removing himself from the elimination chamber. He's got the money to make contracts. Screw it. He doesn't need to go through that hell. He has a shot whenever he wants, and he's not going to put himself through that. So, bold move. You know, instead of getting two chances, he's still just keeping one. He's got to be right once. That was the exact quote, right? So uh Kofi Kingston, uh, he wanted in. The Miz wanted John Morrison in, they had the match, Kofi got the win, and all of a sudden, this is starting to feel like it did two years ago. Kofi Kingston just happens to sneak in the elimination chamber and have this gauntlet match and everything. So um, Braun Strowman also wanted in on this match. He's not happy. Uh, he's got a message for Shane that Shane better make it right. So um can we circle back to this, say around March, uh, April fourth or fifth? Does Shane McMahon and Braun Strowman sound intriguing to you guys?
1: No, I'm no. hoping it's more uh, Braun Strowman and Dabakato You know, as uh, Shane's okay. Shane's guy, but
0: okay. Uh, before we get there, though, Seamus won uh, the Gauntlet. Uh, he came out last. So they had a random drawing match to determine a random drawing match, right? So I feel like the, the this gauntlet match was unfair. Like they're going to have like a small Royal Rumble to determine the gauntlet. Oh, but that's kind of random drawing too. How do you do? So maybe you have a battle royal, and that'll determine the the order for the Royal Rumble, which will determine the order for this gauntlet match. They they they, they need to correct this now. Shake. <laughs> Anyway, A couple weeks so, ago that uh, we have all six members in the Elimination Chamber. They are announced. Here are their records for the year, sponsored by Minutes to Uh, We have one current WWE champion in Drew McIntyre. We have five former WWE champions in Randy, Jeff, AJ, Sheamus, and Kofi. John DeConte, you are leading everything right now. The overall pool, the WWE pool. Who do you got?
1: I had myself convinced that Drew was going to drop the title in the chamber so that we could get, he could finally get his moment of winning, changing the title, changing hands at WrestleMania, people in the building, get his big moment. Uh, And then the way that played out uh, in the gauntlet last night. As soon as Seamus won, because I had Seamus taking it from him in my head, uh, I said, all right, Drew's going to retain. So give me Drew McIntyre. You
0: know, Travis, is, you know, he just, he just went to step up in my book. There you go. Thank you, Travis. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> who do you got?
4: It's interesting to me what you take as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: <show> you, <laughs>
4: There's a commentary on your grapefruits, I think. Uh, Drew McIntyre. In this match, I like. I, for all John DeConnie's reasoning.
2: All right, John Smith. I'd like to pick somebody besides him so I can gain points on people in this, but no, it's Drew McIntyre. Yeah, it, it's gonna come down. You know, Sheamus is the last
0: person in the ring. It's gonna it's gonna come down to those two. Drew's gonna get the win. That'll put him at one each, right? Because Seamus won the gauntlet, you gotta count that. And now Drew won the chamber, you gotta count that. There is your main event of that's wrestling. not putting sheamus in the world title match at wrestling didn't work last time didn't work the other time didn't work the other time not gonna work this time um
2: <laughs> disagree
0: oh really Oh, uh, i love shame. sheamus tag team match uh, abruptly ended uh when lacey evans got tagged in and she announced she was pregnant uh rick flair celebrated like space mountain was still the greatest Woo! ride of all time <laughs> and apparently space mountain is still functional ladies and gentlemen it is still the greatest ride in the world it'll still yeah. get the job done so apparently Oldest rick ride.
1: longest ride
0: there you go uh charlotte looks sick to her stomach um that was a great sell by her Um, There was a banner. Our buddy James commented here real quick. Let me just get this up real quick. I gotta make sure. Um, I don't know if Lacey Evans is faking a pregnancy just so she doesn't get beaten by Charlotte again. Uh, It's been confirmed by a lot of sources that Lacey Evans is actually pregnant. I do not know. I was actually not there when this happened. So I cannot confirm that Lacey is actually (laughs) pregnant. Ryan, uh, were you there?
4: Uh, I was not there, but it sounds to me more like Lacey did not fake a pregnancy to avoid Charlotte. She actually got pregnant to avoid Charlotte.
0: That's it's what, There you go. That's <laughs> woo. There you go, Rick Flair, Space <laughs> Good job, Daddy. That, that's that's
2: Charlotte's brother or sister in there.
0: Yeah, step brother, for Charlotte. I'm sure she's going to be an uncle. Oh, half. Not, step.
2: not step half.
0: Half. I'm sorry, half. Yeah. And they have Uncle Andrade too. Tio Andrade. Um, so uh, we, we can actually uh, just throw uh, pick a couple of ideas around real quick if we can. Um, I guess the question is, is Asuka going to stay on the card and and uh, defend the Raw Women's Championship, John Smith, uh, or is this going to be scrapped altogether and just, just moving forward with this with this story?
2: Um, I, I like the idea of Peyton Royce that you kicked around in backstage earlier. Um, I, either way, Asuka's not losing the title, though.
0: Aw, <laughs> John DeConick.
1: That was very Matt Riddle. I like that. All yeah, I right. know. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's weird because everything Lacey said right up to "I'm pregnant" made it sound like she still planned to wrestle Oscar. So I I assume that that uh, that you know Oscar will defend and will retain. Uh, who it will be. Uh, it would be interesting to see how they talk the way around it, if they let Lacey actually wrestle, or uh, I did also like your idea of plugging Peyton in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, John McConaughey brings up a great point, Ryan. Now, if Lacey does wrestle, is this considered a handicap match?
4: I think it has to be, right, by your, uh, by your, def- your own definition, Al. I think that is a handicap match. Um, I, I don't know. I think they're going to probably scrap the match. When I last checked, which was right before the show went on the on the air, uh, Lacey Evans versus Oscar was still listed, um, but that can't be. And so, I prefer a surprise. I prefer a an NXT call up, um, and we have a surprise match. And you know, maybe it's close. Maybe we get a change. I don't know, but I prefer something like that.
0: Yeah, I I am a huge uh, Peyton Royce fan. She is on the top of my list. I would love for her to go and win the Raw Women's Championship because obviously Lacey, I think Lacey can still be at ringside. I don't think she's allowed to get you know have any contact or whatever, but she'll still be at ringside. Rick will be there. Oops, I you know slipped her foot. You yeah, know. Slip her foot. That'd be fun. <laughs> but uh, you know, Rhea Ripley's name's been thrown around too. I've been seeing you know, Ryan. I think that's what you were hinting at. Yeah. I don't think anyone's gonna complain if Rhea Ripley steps through those ropes and has a match with Oscar. Uh, or even wins the Raw Women's Championship. I don't think anyone's going to be. I think that'll make huge headlines and a huge launch, uh, you know, main roster launch for Rhea Ripley, even though she's already had, you know, a small cup of coffee, but she's competed at WrestleMania. So uh, moving forward, we have um, there was a six man tag team match uh, last night. Riddle and the Lucha House party, they defeated the Hurt Business after Riddle hit the floating bro. On MVP. Lashley then came out. He put the hurt lock on Matt Riddle again. Um, This is very Lana-esque, John DeConte. How come I'm not getting any? How many weeks in a row is this uh, where riddles get putting in the hurt lock?
1: It feels like about uh, 35. uh, So (laughs) for that that reason alone and the fact that Lashley doesn't have to take the pinfall because it's a triple threat match, uh, I unfortunately think Matt Riddle takes this one.
0: All right, yeah, there's a, this this match is for uh, MVP's United States Championship, currently held by Bobby Lashley in the Hurt Business. Uh, Ryan Joy, Keith Lee was not on Raw last night. They played it off that he was injured um, after the attack from Lashley the week before. Um, okay, that story, that's one thing. Uh, Gary was kind of alluding to... Well, if it's this way, if it's triple threat, then I'm going to take Riddle. But if it's just a one-on-one, I'm still going to take Riddle. So you might be saying that Keith Lee might not be in this.
4: Well, I don't know. Maybe he, uh, maybe he was off celebrating his engagement since he Yay. is recently engaged. Um, perhaps not sure. Um, this, I, I think, this is tough to call. Um, I think if they take the belt off Lashley, then what are they going to do with him next? So. I'm going to pick Lashley to retain here.
2: John Smith. Hey, if me, Yim, knew it was good for her, she'd get herself pregnant so she doesn't have to be involved with retribution anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I to drop that one. I wanted to drop that one before I forgot about it. Um, <laughs> but I I actually like Keith Lee to win this one as long as he's in the match otherwise I got Bobby retaining I don't think riddle's winning it either way all right
0: Travis going with Lashley and drew for those of you who are Travis Severance fans and following his picks uh I got Lashley uh uh payoff uh, Keith Lee beats him at mania so we're gonna hold that on for, uh, Lashley's gonna hold it on till then uh, I'm not sure what uh, I'd like to see riddle do at wrestlemania yet but uh, way back when on my way to Early WrestleMania card. I had Keith Lee beating Bobby Lashley. I'm getting closer and closer to it. And I believe that's the only match I have right uh, as of this point. <laughs> like everything else is already done. So <laughs> I think that's already my only last bastion. Uh,
4: I call that Riddle. Though, side of Don't things.
0: Know. Uh. <laughs> so uh, Postman Pierce, the Scrap Daddy. He wanted to put Roman Reigns in the chamber. Roman just said no. And that was it. You know, Heyman eloquently put it out for Roman, but it was Roman was the one that said no, they'll just, just fight the winner. It's amazing the pull that guy has. So uh no, I lost my scrapbook paper. So these are uh, these are the gentlemen who qualified for the match. He uh, immediately put uh Jay Uso and Kevin Owens in it. Uh, Sami Zayn and King Corbin, they qualified in a tag team match by beating the Mysterios. And then Cesaro and Daniel Bryan qualified by beating the tag team champions of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, the Dirty Dogs. So, uh, and then after that, and actually I believe the phrase was immediately after or right after. So, like, this is going to happen directly. They're going to lift the cage, and it's going to be a universal championship match. And uh, – Roman Reigns is probably going to drop the winner. Let's just put it that way. So I don't think I'm taking away anybody's pick from that. But who comes out of the chamber here? Uh,
1: John DeConi. I am so conflicted in this one because I I want to say Cesaro, that maybe that's what they were building him up for, this whole thing with uh, you know beating Daniel Bryan a couple times and whatnot. But now it looks like maybe he may have Seth Rollins. Uh, ahead of him, so I, I guess I'm just going to be a coward and say it's going to be KO again, and Roman's going to come down and pick the bones afterwards.
0: Okay, uh, Ryan Joy.
4: I, I fully agree with John DeConte. I think that none of, none of those other matches seem, look, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, I don't think I want to see Jey Uso, I don't think they're going to play that back. I don't want to see Roman destroy <laughs> Daniel Bryan or Cesaro. I think they need, a, they need to actually be built up before we get to Mania. And so that leaves us with Kevin Owens taking another L.
0: John Smith, Gary picked Jay Uso. Uh, I don't know if you heard his segment. Uh, Gary went with Jay Uso, and then Roman's going to tell him to lay down, and Jay's going to fight back. So that's an option. Um, but if it is Kevin Owens, I know we imagine this last it's tough to beat a team four times in the same season. <laughs> Never been done.
2: It's not going to be Kevin Owens, and it's also not going to be Jey Uso. You had it right when you were talking about it, John. It's Cesaro because I think Cesaro is going to win, and then Seth Rollins is going to interfere in the title match. Cesaro is going to look like he's got Roman beat, and then Seth is going to, and that's going to that's going to be the program working into WrestleMania is going to be Seth and Cesaro, I think. I uh, like John that.
0: Smith just completely stole my thunder. That's exactly what I have. I have Cesaro and I have Seth Rollins interference. Uh, it, it's interesting. If, if they do go that way, it, it, what's in my mind is like, oh, they may even just do Rollins and Cesaro at, at fast lane because it seems like what, rest, what Seth Rollins wants, he wants to be the locker room leader. He wants to be the top guy. He wants to say, I don't know, at the head of the table. So we, you could possibly get the Reigns Rollins WrestleMania match we never got from WrestleMania 32, and I would be, I would have been the first ever PWP champion because <laughs> I would have been in that match.
2: <laughs> you're talking about a heel versus heel WrestleMania WWE championship match or universal match? Yes. Wow, that's bold.
0: I'm saying I'm not saying I'm saying it's possible. That they can go that route. They're gonna cross paths. If they're both fighting to be the top guy on the show, they're gonna butt heads at some point and they don't like each other as it is. So it's not I, like
2: they don't but The times the times of Seth Rollins being like a top top guy are gone. He didn't he didn't pass the test. He's never gonna be back up where Roman is right now ever again, in my opinion. All right,
1: right. He, flound- he floundered as a face. I could see him uh, being a top guy as a heel, though. But, like you say, heel-on-heel heel action at WrestleMania? That might be even the bigger stretch. It
0: would, Yeah, it's, 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 it's a bold prediction. I would, it's a, I'm would. not going to be upset at all if they do Cesaro and Rollins um, at WrestleMania. I, w- I would love to see that. By the way, James Wheeler, at 15 years old, knows what the finger poke of doom is. Like, how much wrestling has this kid watched? How much classic wrestling has this kid watched? And uh, the Griswold. he's fifteen, that's. I Maybe bet you Tyler missed... doesn't even know what the finger poke doom is. Maybe
4: he missed the, miss typed when he typed fifteen. Maybe he's thirty five.
0: Maybe he's thirty five. <laughs> <Could be.
2: laughs>
0: All right, on to uh, my top thirty WrestleMania uh, favorite WrestleMania countdown. Uh, this week we are at number eight. uh Kind of funny. I was kind of wishing we were going to do this one last week. Um, the no reason why, because in pre-production, this show came up. Um, and I know Travis Severins actually did his his, uh, his WrestleMania show on WrestleMania 24. But my number eight pick uh, from WrestleMania 24, my top 30 countdown, is probably the biggest win in Randy Orton's career. He defeated Triple H and John Cena to retain uh the wwe championship and that is something that uh it just doesn't happen too frequently especially as a heel it just doesn't happen all that often um and this was a young randy orton this was a hey nothing you can say nothing's gonna change what you've done to me you know this was uh before he was hearing voices in his head randy orton um yeah, he walked in as champion. John Cena came out. Uh, the marching band, the University of Miami marching band, played John Cena's music. That was actually really awesome. If you go back and watch anything from Mixed don't make sure you don't fast-forward the entrances because that was uh, that was actually something. Uh, Triple H pedigreed John Cena went to cover him. Randy snuck the punt in, kicked Hunter's head off, covered a pedigreed John Cena, and snuck out the win. And with this win, like I said, uh, for those of you I've I've mentioned before, uh, there have only been three men in WrestleMania history who have had longer than four match win streaks. Uh, Undertaker with 21, obviously. Edge had a five-match win streak, and Daniel Bryan had a five-match win streak. Cena had four broken twice. This was one of the losses. He won at 20, 21, 22, 23 um, before he took that L. Even John Cena can't get past four that's how tough it actually is
4: so Al, oh,
0: Travis there it is Travis great picks
4: so Al, yeah that is one of Travis's favorite <laughs> matches is probably the reason why he, one of the main reasons he picked that mania and since you're awfully deficient at trivia this month
0: oh right really? I done done about
4: this match
0: all is right yeah go, just, real quick just to go back to Travis real quick Yes, Hunter is my is my Lord and Savior. You know, it's it's Jesus Christ, Tom Brady, and Triple H. Like those are the, those are the top three Lord, you know, Saviors of my life. They uh, this match was not about Hunter. This was about this guy right here. This one was for Randy. Like I said, it was the biggest win. I'm I'm happy to lose to Randy, and it, it really does not matter because Hunter got the one on one win over him the following year. So I'll take that trade off. So ah, uh, looks like I got to put on the smart cap, huh? You want your trivia? Yeah, let's do it.
4: Okay, what percentage of wrestling fans voted that Randy Orton would win this match? Your choices are 8, 15, 40, or 52.
0: That's right. They did the poll after, before this match. Okay, so what, what, what were the numbers again?
4: 8, 15, 40, or 52.
0: Oh, he was 8. Yeah, it was, it was below 10 if I remember correctly. It was 8,
4: yeah. What yeah. percent of wrestling fans thought Randy Orton would win the match? Yep. 52, thought John Cena would win.
0: Yeah, that's what it is.
4: There you go. You're one for one. I don't have my clips. I can't play your. Oh, I, I,
0: I thought I was doing a whole five From OK. No, no, no I, 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 I just have, have the one
4: perfect question perfect. that I knew.
0: Make off, sure off I'm in the standings tomorrow. One for one with a perfect plex. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Um, that's uh, it. That's all I will need. <laughs> so that will bring us uh, to our closing announcements. On to the giveaway. If you'd like to win this Jim the Anvil Nineheart autographed picture courtesy of Sideline Sports and memorabilia, all you have to do is go to this video on YouTube. The link for the YouTube video should be on uh, the post you're watching if you're watching on Facebook. uh, Hit the subscribe button, RKO that notification bell, and make the comment on this video with the hashtag EWP Anvil. We will be announcing the winner at 200 subscribers. We are almost there. People, start sharing this. We want to give this picture away. It's been too long. And then stay tuned to make sure you know when we will be announcing a winner. The Primetime Rundown, powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca, is now airing at 6 p.m. on Friday nights. And a special shout-out to that gang who just celebrated 50 episodes this past Friday. Happy 50th episode, guys. We love you. We thank you for... uh, allowing us to do this i know joey is uh he is our Vince McMahon. he is our eastern observer so without him there would not be us and congratulations on 50 episodes uh to ian and rob and to tyler the sheriff who apparently pops in every once in a while on that show as well uh for uh for more information on the show please uh go to the easternobserver.com then on the daily wrestling news show and actually today as well Happy 50th episode to Ryan Joy and the Daily Wrestling News Show. Seems like everybody's turning 50, but with us, we're still the young guys on the block, guys. We're still the young ones, the young lions here. Uh, Tune in to the Daily Wrestling News Show Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. This week, there is a Friday episode, as we mentioned. Gary Mahaffey will be on with the daughter of Hall of Famer British Bulldog. Her name is Georgia Smith. She will be talking about the documentary that is coming out about her father, uh, I am looking forward to that one. I love the British Bulldogs. I love both of them. I love Matilda. I love Winston. Uh, give me all the Bulldogs, all of them. Um, uh, please make sure you join Ryan in uh, Ryan's uh, Morning Cup of Joy, blah, 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 Eastern Observer. Okay, I forgot about that. I screwed this one up. Tune <coughs> in all week long uh, as for the special episode on Friday this week as well. The Body Slam News Brigade Letter, that also comes out on Friday's. Um, usually around 12 noon unless Ryan is traveling from uh, the south coast up north just to play into the snow for a couple hours, and then he drives back home. Other than that, it's usually uh, sent out at noon on Fridays. He talks about the hot topics of pro wrestling, and it is a great toilet bowl read whenever you get the chance to sit down and read it. And every Thursday on the easternobserver.com, we highlight uh, an article of the World Cup of Pro Wrestling, and this week's, well, let me tell you something, brother, you got the United States West Division, you got Team California and Captain Champion Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do? What WWE and <laughs> California runs wild on you. Anyway, this is the United States Western Division article. This is Article 5 of a 12-part series. This 12 is the last uh, article for the first round in the United States Division. Next week starts the World Pool. Uh, there are four pools in that as well. It is a good read. It is a short read. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fantasy matchups you can pick up in your head. Uh, to put together in your head, and uh, I had a lot of fun writing, so I would appreciate if you all went out and uh, went to the EasternObserver.com or on any of the Facebook uh, outlets that we are on and uh, read these articles. Also, as we uh, have been announcing since November, the Black Cats Free Cake NYC, Black Cats NYC, their new album Free Cake is now available on all of these music outlets. You can go to Pandora. Spotify, YouTube, all the places that you can see us. You can kind of find the Black Hats NYC as well. Make sure you download their new album, Free Cake, available today. And then this one's for the ladies. This one's for the ladies. If you're upset with the whole process of putting on your eyelashes, let me tell you about these new magnetic (laughs) lashes. There we go. Uh, That my wife is now proudly selling. Take a look at this picture of her, and as you can see, they look like just like the eyelashes you have on, uh, except they are magnetic. You put on a magnetic eyeliner, there you go, and they just ten tiny magnets in these lashes, and they just pop right on. It is a very simple process. And for those of you who don't believe me, we actually have a little bit of uh, we have a little demonstration for you right here. Take a look. <laughs> man i really wish i just had longer fuller lashes because you know what they say the longer the lash the closer to god
2: ding dong hello allow me to tell you about magnetic lashes ladies two coats of liner and they're on apply the first coat of liner wait 30 seconds apply the second coat and wait till fully dry approximately two minutes allow me to demonstrate
4: Ding dong! Man, I wish she stopped right there, Al.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, That was really simple. Yeah, so thirty seconds.
2: Why aren't you wearing the lashes right now, Al? Two coats on. Now
0: time to dry.
1: Right, yeah, there he I
0: can probably pop them on real quick while I don't have the liner on.
2: Roll your lashes before putting them on, ladies. Here we go.
0: (laughs) Jesus. That's it. Pop right on. It's that simple.
2: And that's Uh, it simple
0: wow yeah this is very i feel more confident and i've never felt more beautiful in my entire life
2: there you go (laughs) if you're interested in these magnetic lashes contact me at steph's lovely lashes on facebook
3: thank you all for joining
0: So there you go. It's really that simple to put those on. Apparently, the process of doing lashes takes forever. It hurts, apparently. I don't know if electricity is involved. But, hey. And and ladies, as you just saw, he'll like them, too. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much to the website. i got to promote my own stuff. How about that? Make sure you join us uh, this weekend. Uh, join us in the Central Wrestling Podcast pool on ProWrestlingPicum.com. If you don't want to play us, you can always just uh, create a private pool with just your friends and prove that you are the best. Uh, this season, the 2020-21 season, is wrapping up. A new season will start at WrestleMania. So Ryan's going hit the nail on the head this morning. Now's a good time to practice. Try it out. And then when the new season starts up, uh, the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania For the 2021-22 season, you will uh, be all ready to go. Make sure you join us next week on the uh, Essential Wrestling Podcast. Where did our graphic go? Oh, there it is. On the Essential Wrestling Podcast, we will be back for episode 42. It is our Jackie Robinson episode. We will be back next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Ryan Joy, anything you want to throw out there before we get out of here?
4: No thanks. Yeah, just uh daily wrestling news show is a lot of fun. We hit fifty episodes, like you said, and we've had good interviews and guests and things like that. John DeConi, John Smith, Al Carl, when he can make it. I don't know if we can fit him in now because we've scheduled yeah. around him.
0: <laughs> yeah, one fit. Uh,
4: Yeah, yeah. So please join us for that daily wrestling news show every day at ten AM or catch the replay.
2: All right, John Smith. I'll uh, catch you on the flip. Ugh, no. Stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> huh? Kurt Angle in the background. I, I just want to want to make sure: did we clear the the rights for Enter Sandman for next week's episode as our intro?
0: I, I have no idea. Metallica—that's a tough one. Even WWE's one doesn't want to do that twice. <laughs> Even WWE doesn't want to do that. twice. it was a one-shot deal, and that's it. You know, there's no—they don't want to do that. All right, thank you very much, everybody, for watching. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Can't wait to see you resurrect the fiend. I, I kind of want to see her challenge Roman Reigns. Maybe she's going to win the chamber or beat you, McIntyre. <laughs> Tegan Knox got to be getting close. Looking forward to it. She's training with Captain Marvel as we speak. Cannot wait. Thank you very much for watching. We will, see, yeah, see you on the flip side. <laughs> <laughs>